Welcome to the well at STSA. The Christmas season and the Christmas fast, the Advent fast, is in full effect. And sometimes we really forget about the real focus of what's the purpose of Christmas and what's the purpose of this season of Christmas and Advent. Simply put, just to kind of summarize it, simply put, it's Christ in heaven, went outside of heaven to be incarnate on this earth, to be born on this earth, to be with us so we can be reunited back with him. That was the goal of Christmas, was Christ came to connect with us, us to connect with him, and him to take us back to the paradise, and him to, to take us back to heaven. That's the Christmas season in, its, in a nutshell. He gave that Christmas mission when he ascended into heaven to his disciples, and they gave it to their disciples. And by the way, they gave it to their disciples, and they gave it to their disciples, and you know, where do we come in the picture? Well, we are the disciples of today, that that mission that Christ did in Christmas to come down, to be born, to take us back to heaven, that mission is our responsibility right now to keep it going. And that mission is what we're going to talk about the next three weeks in different ways. If Christ went outside heaven to reach out to people to bring them back to him, guess what we're going to do? And if you can see on the slide, right, it's, we're going to go outside also the walls of the church to reach out those who are not here and get them to connect back to him. That, in a nutshell, is what we're going to do. And to make it more clear, we're going to focus on connecting with the community outside so we can connect them back to who? Back to Christ. That's it. I know it sounds so simple, but that's the Christmas message. That's the focus of what the mission of Christmas is. So we can connect with people outside the walls of this church, connect with the community, so we can connect them back to Christ. Sometimes we misunderstand that we want people to come into the church. It's true. We want people to to love God. True. But we want people to come in and connect with him. That's the Christmas message. That's why he was incarnate. He went outside to bring people inside, to bring people to him, to unite with him. So our goal, and I want to kind of, it's there in like highlighted color, right? It's it's connect people to Christ. Not to you, not to me, not to an event, but when they come inside, they'll connect with him. So then I want you to ask yourself something before I get started here. Are we really part of God's mission? Are we part of God's Christmas mission to go outside and bring people to ancient Orthodox faith? Or do we keep it to ourselves? Here's the thing. Before I can tell you to go outside the walls, there's a first step today I want you to know. The first step today, it begins inside the walls. Now, next week, we're going to talk about outside the walls, so stay tuned to that. But before you go out, you must focus on in. And to be honest with you, if I'm going to go out and tell people how to swim, first, I should be what? I should learn how to. I should learn how to swim. If I'm going to go out and say, hey, you need to fix your car, I need to make sure my car is what? Is working. I can't have a broken car and say, hey, you need to fix your car. 
So that's why I want us to focus on inside the walls first, today. This is our main focus, and there's going to be three main things I want us to focus on. The goal, I'm going to go back real quick. I, want, I don't want you to forget, that's the goal. To go outside the walls, to connect with the community, and to get the community connected to Christ. Mission accomplished. You want to know what your life is all about? You want to know what your purpose is? Is to go out and get people to connect with him. I know some people think, I'm just trying to survive. I'm just trying to get to church. That's a good goal, and I don't blame you for that. But that's not the goal that we're in this season now. Why did Christ come to this earth? Why did he die on the cross, rise again, ascend, send the Holy Spirit to give to the disciples to do what? To do what? What were they supposed to do? And what were their disciples supposed to do? And what are we supposed to do? And that's it. But it all begins inside the walls. It all begins here in me and in you. So where do we start? Look, guys, I always share things, and we always share things as fathers, but I want you to think about this for your own life. Whenever we share something, I want you to think about, am I really doing that? So what is the inside work? What do we need to work on inside here? Is it like we need to buy a new church first? We need to decorate first? We need to design something here? The first thing that we need to do inside the walls, inside us, is learn how to faithfully live out our orthodox faith. I can't go out there and say, hey, people, come inside here. There's an amazing church here, and we're the Orthodox Church. We can't do that yet unless we learn how to live out our Orthodox faith. And, and I want you to be clear here. I'm not saying understand only. I'm not saying know the doctrine of the faith. Hey, what's the difference between Orthodox and this other tradition? I'm not saying that. I'm saying that we actually need to live out to practice our faith before I can share it. And what I'm saying also is, it's not just the doctrine. It's not just, hey, we do this, we do this. Sometimes, hey, what's the difference between your church and other churches? We say, oh, we have this, 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 and this. But when people come inside those, these walls and they meet us, they will know if we're living out our Orthodox faith. They will know when they meet you. They know when they talk to you. Not because you're knowledgeable, just by what they see in you. And I think this is the most important thing before I can say, let's go outside the walls. This series about going outside the walls. We've got to go to the community, bring them back here and let them know who Christ is. We need to live that out first. And when they come here, they're going to discover liturgies and sacraments and there's prayer books called Egbeya and there's time in the scripture. All those things that we do in this church the goal is to connect us with who? With him. So when we live it out practically, you and me, it's we're doing all those things. We're not just coming to liturgy as a routine, only time to take communion. No. I'm coming to liturgy so I can unite with God. I'm reading the scripture so I can unite with God. I'm praying the prayers of the Igbeya so I can unite with God. Uniting with God is the goal of what we're doing. If we're living that out, they will see something different in us. But if I'm doing a ritual... And that's the temptation we have inside the walls, is we're doing a routine and a ritual and I'm just trying to make it. No. We must live out our faith. And, and to get a, a better idea from 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 15, therefore, St. Paul says, Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you were taught, whether by word or our epistle. The, the key word for me here is stand fast. 
Stand fast means like, I'm not just, again, it's not just a word. I learned, oh, I learned that the doctrine of the Trinity. Or I learned, those are important. But I'm holding on to it. I'm living it. That's what people want. When they come into the church, they need to see Orthodox believers in practice, not just in knowledge. And when you hold on to it and you're holding fast or standing fast, that's what people are looking for. Look, we have something beautiful in here, and sometimes we want to cover it up or dilute it or not talk about it. I made this mistake in Zambia. Let me share an experience that I... When I first went to Zambia, and I, I, I always share my experiences about my mission in Zambia, but I remember vividly when I first went to Zambia the first two or three years, I was trying to think, wow, our liturgy is too long. Let me find a way to shorten the liturgy. The Gbeya prayer, if I tell them the Gbeya prayer, they're going to say, well, this, there's seven of them here. This is kind of long. I'm not sure if they'll like that. And I started thinking like that. I was worried, okay, what are people going to say when they come into the church, and how are they going to, how are they going to accept that? And there was one, one thing about midnight praises, where you come Saturday night, we did a Bible study, we did Vespers, and we did midnight praises, and there's this long two or three hours on Saturday, and then again on Sunday, I said, no, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't tell them about that. I mean, the people in Zambia, they'll never accept. That was a mistake. You know what I learned? I learned that they love those things even more than I did. I was in, reinvigorated again with my love of my faith from them because they saw it from new eyes. They would say the, the prayers of the Psalms and, and the liturgy, it's, it, what, a, what a great, great um, mystical experience and something amazing that connects me with God. They loved it and they actually praised, and those of you who went to Zambia recently, praised God in such a way, in liturgy, in such a way, in all of the services, that I made the mistake to think, okay, wait a minute. I don't think that people outside will accept what's in here, so maybe I need to dilute it. No, you don't need to dilute it. We need to live it out. We need to enjoy it. We need to enjoy it so that when people come, and say, wow, what do you guys have here? That's part of our preparation as a mission church, is to, is to, is to live out our, our faith. There was somebody I was visiting maybe about a month ago, and the person that I was visiting, that I was speaking to, was non-Orthodox. And she came up to me and she said, I got to tell you, Father, your church has something amazing. I can't put my finger on it. And I, I, I wanted to hear from her, so I said, please, can you explain more? Like, share with me. She said, no, it's just, when we do the prayers and I'm attending your prayers, it's something is, is, is touching me in my life. And in the past, I want to be honest with you guys, in the past, I would not want to tell people about my faith. I thought it was like we're, we're something different we're doing and they would never love it. And I, I thought that in Zambia and when I'm coming here, it's like there's no way in America people will, will love the, 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 our church and our faith. But they will. They're desiring it. Here's the thing. When we're living out our Orthodox faith, that's our inside work that we need to do. So one day when people come in and say, wow, can you, can you tell me what you have? I, I want that. And that's the truth. There's many people who have spoken to me about the same thing. So our focus by living out our faith, people have enough false image of Christianity already. People have enough sermons. People have enough teachings. People don't have enough what? Sanctified lives. Transformed lives. Guys, we, we do desperately want to fulfill our mission 
in this church to reach out outside the walls. But I can't say, let's go outside without comfortably saying that we are working on our transformation and our growth and living out our Orthodox faith. And here's what I would say more clearly. The most impact I can make, and I as us, is my sanctified life. That's the truth. The most impact you can make on anybody else, in your family, your friendships, the people outside the walls, is a sanctified life. Someone who's living out their faith. That is the truth. That's part of preparing inside the walls. People don't want to come in and just hear that you have the original first century doctrine of the apostles. That's intriguing. You have the faith of the first century church? Yes. That's important. That's a good step. But what if we have that, but we don't have this? Then it's worthless. We have something here in the church when people come and they attend and they join in liturgy and they unite with God in liturgy and all of the things we have in the early church fathers and and the lives of the saints, all is to show us how to connect with God, how to be one with God so that he can transform us. You can't transform yourself. It's everything in the Orthodox faith is to unite us with God so he can change us. So the most impact I can ever make outside those walls is if I'm inside the walls and I'm inside my, my inner man working on changing my life with God. Saint Seraphim of Sirov said something really nice in a different way. He said, acquire the spirit of peace and a thousand souls around you will be saved. Let me explain what that means. It means that when you have this connection with the Holy Spirit and you're growing in your life with God, a thousand souls around you will be transformed by your life. That's the truth. So it's not that we, people come into the church and say, wow, you have the original doctrine of the apostles. That's good, but that's not, that's not what's going to change. That's not what's going to keep them here. It's the way that you, in liturgy, you are praying and you're praising. The way that you have your own life with God at home. The way that you live out your orthodox faith is what's going to make a thousand people around you come to him. And that is our mission. When Andrew in the, in the Bible, one of the disciples, told Peter, he said, come and see. Peter came and saw what? Christ in the flesh. When Philip told Nathaniel, come and see, Nathaniel said, came and see Christ in the flesh. When you go out there and say, come and see, what are they going to see? They should see Christ in you and in me. Does that make sense? When you say, okay, come to church, come, come and see. They should come and see the same thing Peter saw, the same thing Nathaniel saw when they were invited. Christ, his presence, his love, his forgiveness, his grace in you and in me. So yes, we must go outside the walls, but we must start inside the walls. That's the first step. You always hear this, right? The only gospel some people will read is what? Is your life. Do you ever hear that before? When you go out there and people say, you know, we have to preach the gospel. And, and some people say the only gospel they'll ever be able to see is your life. Would they see Christ? Would they see Christ? This is the first steps. Okay, that being done. That's the first one. I got two more. The first one was what? Living out your what? Say it with me. Your orthodox faith. Faithfully live it out. That's number one. You live a sanctified life. I live a sanctified life. Thousands around us, hundreds around us will be changed. That's inside work. 
The second thing on the inside is we need to learn how to celebrate our diversity. Today, uh, I know those of you who are not with us here today, but today in Leesburg, we just had different people share about their culture. Wasn't that amazing? I love that. I want to start that pickle ornament thing and the Christmas and, the, and all those delicious foods from Romania. That was truly amazing. I can't wait to, to come over to your house and to, to get those things and, and to eat with you. And, but we have to celebrate diversity. Why, why is that important? Why is so, so I have to live out my faith, but I must celebrate diversity. What does that mean? Look, guys, one mistake we always make is we want people to be like us. If I am Egyptian, I want everyone to be Egyptian. If I'm Zambian, I want everyone to be... No, whatever you are, I want to celebrate that. Whatever your culture is, if it's Ethiopian, Egyptian, Romanian, Costa Rican, um, Bolivian, um, I'm trying to name all the things I can. Whatever culture you're from, Colombian, there's all... <laughs> there, there's so many cultures, by the way, in this church, which I love. Ethiopian, Eritrean. I want to celebrate all of them. But I don't want my culture or your culture to prevent people from coming in. We celebrate, we don't block. And I think that's important because, by the way, you're going to find out really soon your personality and my personality and my, my likes and my behavior and my cultures and my traditions, we're all different from each other. But that's what makes us the beautiful body of Christ. That's really important that we have this different mindset. Where we fail as a church in the past, in general, is that ethnicity is what we're trying to, 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 to proclaim or preach. No. Wherever you come from, wherever you're from, we celebrate it. The disciples themselves. Do you guys know the disciples are totally different than each other? Like the 12, right? You know. You know, Christ himself was a carpenter, and there was fishermen, and there was tax collectors. They had different kinds of jobs. They weren't all, it, the 12 weren't all fishermen. They weren't all tax collectors. And by the way, the, like I always say this to you, Matthew was really pro-Roman government. He was kind of working for the Roman government. And Simon the Zealot, one of the 12, he hated the Roman government. He was called a zealot, right? So you have this one, this side and this side, and when you come together, there should be a bomb. There should be a fight. There should be, they learned how to get along. We always say that, no, they believe this in politics, they believe in this politics, and they have this personality, and they're from this country, and this... Hey, guys, let's put that all away. We celebrate diversity. People who are different, that's what we want in this church. That's what we want. Jesus himself is God, became what? Became man, to become like us. He didn't say everyone just, you know, he didn't make clones. of like He, he became like us. So we have to learn how to to become and to understand. Does that make sense? That's important, guys, because if we don't figure that one out, then, then I think that how can I go outside the walls if inside the walls, no, we have this way and this way only. Yes, we have an unchanging faith, but it can be in, in different, different, different cultures. So keep that, keep that in mind as we go through and we learn how to prepare inside. So the first one was how to live out our orthodox faith. Second one is how to celebrate diversity. There's lots of differences in each one of us. And here's a great verse that I love to share. From if you want a great verse about diversity from, from the Bible, Galatians 3.28 says, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. And we, we should probably this or that. We can continue this verse. 
You can continue saying, there's neither this or that, this, but you're all, what? Let's say it together. You are all one in Christ Jesus. All together, you are all that's the truth. It's this and that. No, men and then women. No, no, no. <laughs> We're all one, sorry. And the Jews and the Greek. No, 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 no. We're all one. Right? No one in this church is ever going to make anyone feel, because you're from a different culture, left out. No. We are all one. That's part of the inside work before we go outside the wall. If we go outside the walls and they come in and they say, well, I really feel that I can't fit in here. No, 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 no. What we do inside here is that we celebrate you from where you are, your personality, where you're from, and that's the importance of what we do inside the wall. So, so far, two things. We live out our orthodox faith faithfully. We celebrate diversity. And finally, number three, understand and connect to our community outside. Understand. Understand them. By the way, this number three is a mindset. I need to understand. So I'm like... When you say it's my, ins- my inside work is I need to understand the people around me in my community. Now, here we're living in North America, and here we're living in northern Virginia, so the, 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 and we're living on the East Coast. So you can go on the West Coast, and the community, when it says understand your community, it's different. If you go in the South, I was just in Atlanta recently, the South is, is different. They're a little bit, you know, laid back, and, and here we're like 100 miles an hour. So you have to know your community. Right? If I'm living in Zambia, I need to learn my community, right? Outside of in, in the community. I can't I can't just I can't just bring my culture and my way into that community. I need to understand and learn and connect with the people in my community. Your community is the people you deal with every day, every week. Your colleagues, people at your kids' school, um, your neighbors, right? There's there's your community. You need to understand them. Don't put a wall around you and say, this is my life, and I don't need to know about you. No, you need to learn and listen. This is part of the inside work. Before we go outside the walls and do mission out there, you need to have a mindset. I need to talk to people. I need to learn from them. I need to see what they love and see what's going on in their life. There's different languages, different lingos, different, different sports habits. Like if you find someone in Zambia and around the world, soccer is the main sport of the world. Here in America, it's not. So if you're speaking to somebody, you, got, you should know where they're, like right now with the World Cup, like I know Americans, sorry we lost recently, are not as excited about soccer as the rest of the world. But when I was in Zambia, I kept saying football, and I was talking about American football, and they're talking about soccer. And it was just like we're on different pages, right? So I had to learn even to play soccer, which I don't play, and I had to learn different names of players in soccer, and that's what I'm saying. We have to understand and connect with the community around us. Here in America, it's totally different. So if you're coming from another country here, you better learn American football, baseball, basketball. You got to learn different things, right? So that's the point. We have to learn and understand and connect with people in our community. And you say, no, this is what I don't like those things. No, 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 that's, I don't, no. We like what we like, and we learn what other people like. No, no, this is, my, this, is my, this is what my culture is. Yes, I know that's what your culture is. But there's another culture around you. Learn, listen, talk to people. And this is something that I'm learning to do, and I've learned so many times before in Zambia and also here. You know, another mistake I made in Zambia is when I first went there, and I told you this before, but if some of you didn't hear me say this, in Zambia, it's more important of relationship than task. 
right? So I'm going from America. I'm like, I'm a missionary. I'm a new priest. I'm going there. And I have a lot to tell people. I want to, I want to, I want to change Zambia. I want to do a mission. I'm coming from this church, and we're going to go. We have so many ideas we did. As soon as I went there, I learned quickly that people didn't want to hear what I have to say unless we had a relationship together. I would say, no, we need to do this, do this, do this. To like, hey, good morning. How are you? How was your day? How was your family? I'm like, yeah, my family's good. It's good, but can we start this service? They're like, no. This is a true story. I was like, I was so, because I don't know if you know me yet very much, but I, I want to get things done. And, and they, they wanted to chat. And I'm not really good at that. And I'm like, so I would just chat. Every morning when I met the, either the fathers or the deacons or the servants, I was like, good morning. How's everybody? I was trying to do the small talk thing. You know, coming from America, we got to get things done. Big mistake. They're, the most important thing for a Zambian person and what I learn and understand the community is relationship and family and get to know each other and have small talk and chat for many hours if you have to. And maybe you can get down to business later on, but not right away. So I had to learn that, right? In Zambia, there's different handshakes. There's different, like if you say something in Zambia, they, I always tell this to the missionaries who go, if you say something to someone, they take you for face value. If you say, like you know how sometimes in some cultures you want to beat around the, bu- the bush? You know that? You want to say something to someone, but then you go like here and there, and then you want to say a point, that doesn't work. It, you say something, you say it, and then it's like, you say, you say what you mean, meaning what you say. So some cultures, so I have to understand, again, back to my point, our inside work, live out your orthodox faith, truly, live it out, so people will be sanctified, you sanctified, people sanctified. Celebrate diversity, there's differences. Going along that line, understand the people in your community who are around you. Find out their Christmas traditions. Find out what they love. I remember one really funny story. I remember one time we had like a, it was like a baptism in Zambia. And we had the Zambians, Ethiopians, Eritreans, and, and Egyptians together. And I remember this so vividly that everyone brought their food. You know how every culture brings their food? So the Ethiopians, the Eritreans brought injiri. The, the Zambians brought um, shima. I'll, one day I'll let you know what that is. And then the Egyptians brought molokheya for some reason. So molokheya is like this green soup. So I want you to imagine all of us, this is true, we're all gathered together and everyone is looking at each other's food. What is, what's that? What's that? In the beginning I was like, this is going to be a disaster. What is that? What is that? And everyone was just like, this doesn't make... What I discovered... Over time, not the first time, over time, we always looked forward to events in the church and baptisms and, and the Feast of Resurrection where everyone brought the food because we couldn't wait for the food from Zambia or Ethiopia or Eritrea or, or, or Egypt. We couldn't wait. They couldn't wait to share in that. In the beginning, it was like very strange, but we started to learn how to understand and connect with each other. And even the Feast of Resurrection, you know how the Feast of Resurrection is, and the Feast of Nativity also, we would have the worship in the liturgy would be so beautiful, would be in Arabic and, and Amharic and, 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 and the Zambian language of Nyanja, and it would be this beautiful feast of, and we would sing each other's songs. It wasn't like, okay, it's time for the Ethiopians and Eritreans, and then all of us would stand. No, it would, it would, we would all join together. We learned how to understand each other and connect with each other and enjoy that time together. That's what we need to do here in 
our local community. Before we go out, don't go out saying that that's different. Of course it's different. It's different. What is that? No. Understand. Listen. Learn. Remember the goal. Christ came so we can be united back with him. He went outside. We're going to go outside. When we go outside, our job is not to, people to enter a church building and say, oh, we have people, we filled all the chairs. No. Them to come in and connect with him. We go to the community so the community can connect with him. Then that's our job well done. That means we've done our part. I know it's hard in, in America. I know it may be hard where you're, you're from in your, in your country, in your local, local church. I'm not good at this, but I, I made a mistake there. But what I'm doing now is I'm trying to look outside in my community. You know, as you know, I hurt my leg recently, and I'm going to physical therapist. There's like three or four um, people on that team. I'm starting to, I'm trying to practice this with them. I'm asking them questions, learning about them, where they're from, what they do, what's their traditions, what are their hobbies, or what are the, and there's really some deep conversations when I go to physical therapy. Yes, I'm trying to fix my leg up, but there's deep conversations for me to get to know them and them to get to know me. And sometimes they look at me and say, I didn't know you were a mission. I, I didn't know you did that. I know they're intrigued <clears throat> by who I am. And I'm intrigued and in learning who they are. And I'm trying that with my neighbors. I'm trying that. Where I saw this firsthand, amazingly, was in the Friendsgiving we did recently here in Leesburg, how all of you really have a connection with people in your community, more than I do. I'm only two years here in America after coming back from Zambia. I'm still trying to figure out how to connect and talk and understand and learn here. I feel like I don't know anything. So I'm with you. I'm not telling you to do something. I'm trying to do the same thing. But I'm saying that's part of our inside work, is to work on understanding the people in our communities. The worst thing we can ever do is our culture and our traditions and our personality and our hobbies would prevent someone from entering this place. Anyone who comes in, they belong here. They belong to him. Let's not be a barrier. Let's not be a stumbling. So this is part of the inside work, understanding these three things. And by the way, Christ did this in a perfect way. And St. Paul, you know this verse I'm about to share with you, but this is the best set of verses on connecting with the community. I'm going to read it, and I want you to follow with me. It's in your handout as well. For though I am free from all men, this is St. Paul, for though I am free from all men, I have made myself a slave to all, that I might win the more. To the Jews I became as a Jew in order to win the Jews. See how he's connecting with his community. He's relating to them. To those under law I became as one under law, though not being myself under law, that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law I became as one outside law, not being without law towards God, but under the law of Christ, that I might win outside those, those outside the law. To the weak I became weak that I might win the weak. You have to think about those around you. I become all things to all men, that I might be all means save some. I do it for the sake of the gospel, that I might share in its blessings. I'm not saying you go out and you pretend to be somebody you're not. No. But you go and you connect with people, and you relate, build a relationship with people. And you guys are good at this. I'm learning from you. To be honest, Friendsgiving was like, oh my God, I didn't know you have a relationship. We can all learn from each other. 
that I need to connect with people out there, build friendships out there. I'm not saying go do what they do. and do. I'm connecting with them so I connect them with Christ. St. Paul was masterful at that. Christ himself was the model of that. Because that will kind of lead us to really three kinds of ways that these, we're going to be one of these three ways in the church. One of these three ways. It, all churches are one of these three. I'm going to explain what they are. Isolation means what? We are the Orthodox Church. And we are the one holy Catholic and apostolic Orthodox Church. And only us. That's isolation. No one else. No. It's us. Domination is that we are the one holy Catholic and apostolic Church. And look at those people outside sitting. Look at them. How can we be with them? They're, look what they're doing. That's domination. You dominate. You criticize. You're critical of the people outside. No, no, no. We can't be with them. We can't be with them. We're just us. Or... Christmas mission. Incarnation. I don't know. I know our church leans towards incarnation. I want to keep it that way. I want you to keep it that way. That's the approach. We're here in this land to become so I can win to him. We're not here to win people to us or the church. Oh, the church is packed today. That's not the goal. That's not the goal. The church has more followers of Christ Connected to him, that's the goal. It's not number of people, it's number of people following him. Does that make sense? In order to do that, we need to do three things. I need to live out my faith. I need to live out my orthodox faith. I need to be sanctified so that others, when they come in this place and they hear you, by the way, I know this for a fact. Can't prove it, but I know it's a fact. When people come into this place, they see Christ. They feel his presence. There's something different. I know that. I can't tell you how it works, but by the grace of the Holy Spirit, we need more of that. All of us to be on that. When people meet you and they meet me, they see something different. They want us to be different. We have these three opportunities every day to isolate my family, my. We can criticize people or we can incarnate and get to know neighbors. I'm not good at it. Dahlia is really good at meeting neighbors. When I go meet neighbors, they look at me like I'm crazy. I try everything. I try every way. And I have lots of stories of funny things and bloopers, but there's no time for that now. And there's good success stories as well. But have them. It's okay. That's part of preparing inside the walls is I need to change my mindset, okay, on how I look at people and how I deal with people. Because remember, this is the goal of our mission. Connect with the community so we can connect them to Christ. That's really the goal of our mission. And again, next steps. We must, each of us, examine those three areas. Do I faithfully live out my Orthodox faith? Do I really come into church and I read my Bible and I do all those things to connect with God? Or is I'm just doing a ritual? Find out. Is that, do I celebrate diversity or I'm really critical about people who are different than me? Ask yourself that question. That could be a prayer. God, help me to love everybody. Help me to love different kinds of cultures and, and hobbies and, and different things that other people are doing. Help me to ask about people. You know, sometimes we are the center of attention. We should be the center of attention. We should put the attention on others, to celebrate others, to ask questions of others, and to really put them in the forefront. And change, number three, is really change the mindset. How do I understand and connect with my community? Do I even want to? Do I want to isolate? dominate or incarnate because remember 
there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Let's pray for those three things. Let's pray for inside the walls work that we need to do. You're one of those three. You could be all three, but I know we're all one of them. Let's work on them. Let's pray for them. Because at the end, we will go outside these walls. Our church was built to go outside the walls. Our mission is to do that. But today, God, work here in me. Work in you. So one day when we go outside, people will come in and they'll say, this is the most amazing church, most amazing people. I can't leave this place. It's just something beautiful, something amazing here. And I feel that's already true. I just can't wait to see more what God has in store for us. Let's stand up for prayer. name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God. Thank you, Lord, for my brothers and sisters, my Father, all those who are standing before you today, those who are listening today, those who listen to the message today. Please, Lord, we are yours. We know you have a great mission, the mission that you started and you gave to your disciples and they gave it to theirs and we have it today. You entrusted us. You entrusted us with this great mission, Lord, but Lord, my life, our life, still has a lot of growth. Please continue to help us to live out our faith. Help us to be sanctified and transformed. Help us to work through our blemishes and our sin and our weaknesses so that we can be a light to, you, to the world as you are light to the world. Help us to celebrate diversity and differences, Lord. Forgive me and forgive us for any criticism we made towards anyone else or any way we blocked anyone else, Lord. Help us to love every single soul that, that's here in our communities around us and help us to understand them, to connect with them, to bring your, your love to them so that they can be united back with you once again. Thank you once again for this beautiful church. Thank you for this day, the session of St. Mary, St. Mark, St. Peter, St. Paul, St. Fatini, Pope Rose, all the saints. Lord, hear us as we thankfully say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespass, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And in Christ Jesus our Lord, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen.